everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Hey, everyone. Good morning. I'm Nancy, the chief flying pig wrangler, and I help women business owners with chronic illness map out their journey and implement new systems in their business so that it can function more efficiently. Do you need better systems to scale your company? Do you have a chronic illness? Here at Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, we have conversations that talk about and share the tools and mindsets others use to make our businesses grow more easily. I know our guest today has some insight into that, so grab your pens and paper and get started taking notes. It's going to be good. Welcome, Christoph Nauer. Well, thank you, Nancy, for having me. I appreciate that. Christoph, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what brought you here. <laughs> well, my name is Christoph Nauer. I'm the founder of Balance 6, business coach specializing in time management. I'm also the author of the Amazon bestseller, From No Time to Free Time, Six Steps to Work-Life Balance for Business Owners. So what I do in a nutshell is I help my clients grow their business faster by focusing their attention on critically important tasks, help them create systems and structures and procedures so that they can run their business instead of the business running them. They can delegate everything else. And in the process, they increase their productivity up to 50% and their time off. So ultimately, we all got into business, not just because we want to make money, but we also want to call our own shots. And quite often, that stops happening after a while because we are so busy and we started putting in 80 hours a week. And that's not necessary. When we can have a successful business and a fulfilling home life all at once, it's possible. And so that's what I work with my clients on to make sure that they have uh, both. That's wonderful. And I know that all business owners need those kinds of tips and strategies, but particular for my listeners who have chronic illness, what kind of support do you offer them? Is it different than what you would do for just a, a regular business owner? Well, if, you know, a client talks to me about the challenge that they're facing, you know, for instance, that they can focus on a particular task for only a short period of time, then we adjust the whole idea of time blocking. But the whole concept of time blocking is so critically important that regardless of what business you're in and what limitations you have, I highly recommend that you uh, adopt that. I would imagine most people can focus for an hour or so on a task and then they may need a break. But the key component is that during that one hour or 90 minutes or whatever it is, that's all they do. Everything else is shut off, turned off, so they can work on that particular task uninterrupted for that set time. And interruption is one of the worst time wasters. So yeah. if we work on something and an email pops up, even if we don't open it and look at it, it's enough for us to derail it because we saw a little icon that says, you know, the old, in the olden days, it says you got mail, <laughs> you know, uh, or the phone rings. Most of the time when the phone rings, we answer it, 
even if we have the self-discipline not to answer, just the ringing itself can derail us in our train of thought. So that's really the key component is the, the idea of having a schedule and a plan for every day, blocking time for those critically important tasks, and then during that time, do nothing else. Okay, taking that a little bit deeper, um, you're talking about phone ringing. Now, I know for us both, we've actually turned off our phones, both of us, so that we're not going to be interrupted during this time of the podcast. That's hard. How, you know, how do you, from the mindset standpoint, allow yourself or teach yourself or train yourself to actually do that? Because yeah, for forever, I would think I can't shut off my phone. That's the only way my clients get, get a hold of me. If I'm not reading their email, they're going to call me. You know, so how do you discipline yourself to turn off those time wasters? Well, it's a process, you know, as you know, coaching is not a quick fix thing, you know, and most people have do, done or doing things a certain way for 10, 20, 30 years. I'm working with a client right now. She's been doing certain things for 30 years. And so it takes time. But the key component is the growth and the change happens once we step outside our comfort zone. And so, yes, in the beginning, it's going to be very, very uncomfortable to turn that phone off. We have to decide how important it is for me to get my stuff done without getting interrupted. Because if we do stop, go, stop, go work on a task, it can take up to seven times longer. Yeah. And a lot of people have, you know, say, oh, I work best when I'm multitasking. I have to multitask. But that's not true, is it? <laughs> no, that's that's a myth. And, you know, my my trainer and mentor, you know, Brian Tracy, I, by the way, I got certified by him as a time management master. And he says that very clearly, you know, that's a myth. Don't multitask. Focus on one task single-handedly and get it done. And that's really critically important. And part of it too, is we have to learn to set boundaries and train our clients. You know, I tell my clients, yes, you have access to me even outside of my the, the set coaching sessions, but you cannot expect me to drop everything, you know, when when you call. You know, I might be in a meeting and I would be defeating my own teaching, you know, if I answered your call. So you're welcome to text me and then I'll let you know when I'm available for a deeper conversation. So really it's part about letting our clients know when we are available and when we're not. I had a client, she was a single mom of four kids and she was starting her real estate uh, business. And she was working in St. Hours, always on. And so I said to her, you know, you need to establish office hours. And she said to me, oh, you don't understand my business. And I said, you're right, I'm not a realtor, I'm a coach. But I can tell you one thing, if you don't do that, your kids will resent you. If you never present to them when you're home, you may be physically present, but that's about it. They, they know that and they will resent you for it. And so it took her a while, you know, she fought me for quite some time, <laughs> but eventually she did implement the whole concept. She put her office hours in her signature email as well as on her voicemail message. So people clearly know when they can get it, expect a return call or a return email which is fantastic. And just a couple of years ago, she called me and said, oh gosh, this is one of the best things you ever taught me. I said, oh, thank you. 
very, very true. This is all really true. And one of the things that pops into my mind as we're talking about this is with kids, for instance, when you're trying to train children, if you don't have boundaries with your kids, they're going to keep going and keep going because they want those boundaries. And they're trying to find where the you're finally going to put your foot down and say no. And, and I think clients are that way too, or I think businesses in general are that way too. We keep pushing, wanting something, but we really want to know really what are the boundaries. I love it that you brought that up, Nancy. That's a great example. And I, that's what I use that sometimes too, you know, because if we don't set boundaries, the kids keep pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, and it's up to us to set the boundaries. And that reminds me of, uh, you know, years ago when I was a teacher back in Switzerland, I had a student teacher come to me to teach my music classes. And I told them, I said, you know, now you're in charge, not me. So you have to set boundaries that you feel comfortable. It's totally up to you how you set them, but you have to set them and you have to implement them or enforce them, so to speak. It's not a nice word, but that's what it's all about. And he kind of just shrugged me off and I said, eh, you know. And then about two years later, I get a phone call from him and said, hey, you remember me? I said, yeah. You know, Do you remember what you told me? I said, no, what did I say? You know, about setting boundaries? And he said, oh yeah, yeah, I know I did that. He said, oh, you're absolutely right. You know, now he had his own class and he was the head teacher. He realized, oh, there's some truth to that. You know, and I think it's the same way in business. It sounds silly, but it really is. Clients should know, yes, you're important to me. Absolutely. You're the, my bread and butter. But I cannot be available to you 24-7. And I don't want you to be available to your clients 24-7. And that's one very big side of everything. But there's the other side that we ourselves have to believe that we are worthy of setting boundaries uh, for forever. I have had a client. She's, she's been with me for over 10 years. And we started out, she was one of my first clients. And, you know, I let her get away with everything because she was one of my first clients. And, and now it's like, she'll call me at nine. She doesn't usually call once in a while she calls, but she'll send me text. Can you talk or this or that? It may be 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. I'm in bed and asleep and the text message just woke me up, you know? And for the longest time, I was afraid to say, hey, look, Miss X, knock it off, <laughs> you know. But when I finally did, she went, oh, well, you know, it, that's no big deal. I just, you know, I did it while I was thinking of it. And whenever you're free, give me a call, you know. But it was, it was my assumption that if I did not, follow up with her right away, I would lose her as a client. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It is it, as so much of what the work I do, and you probably too as a coach, is, is the mindset. If I don't believe that I'm worthy enough for that, you know, then I won't. It's actually very interesting that you say that. Um, one of my clients actually said to me, oh, it's so wonderful that you give me permission to put myself first. And I was like, wow, that was really, a, you know, I'm using that statement all the time now because it's really it shows how deeply ingrained this message that you just mentioned is where we 
And our society is not helping with that. The only time we get it correct is on the airplane. But you mask on yourself first before you help somebody else. In regards to the text, you know, so what I do is basically when I uh, go to bed, I put my phone on airplane mode. So nothing comes in. I, I also unplug my internet modem because it's also for uh, security reasons and safety reasons with the whole hacking thing that's going on. So that's, I'm just, then I'm done. I'm in bed. And then in the morning, I, when I wake up, I turn it back on. And if there's something there, then I can look at it and see, okay, how important is this? And then I'll, res- I'll respond. But yeah, because if you, leave, if you leave your phone on and you go to bed and, and you have it even on uh, the sound on, that could easily wake you up, you know. Especially when I don't sleep at night anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. little like that just throws me, so. Yeah, that's- and we all need our sleep. I mean, that's a key component, you know. That's, it's so important. And, uh, and if you're in pain or hurting, then sleep is a whole different ballgame. I mean, I don't know what that's like, but, you know, people like your audience, and they know exactly, they, they live with it. Yeah, sleep is a very big thing that most of us try to get and have a hard time with. So when you do actually get to sleep, you don't want to be uh, awakened by texts or phone messages. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So guys, that's a really good tip right there. Shut your phone off. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> it might actually help. I was looking over your, we're going to change gears here a little bit. And I was looking over your website earlier, getting, getting ready for this conversation. And one of the things that you say on there is you, you're asking a question as what your clients would ask. And that is, how can I get more done? seems to me that if you're saying, okay, you're shutting off your emails, you're shutting off your internet, you're only doing one thing at a time, you're actually limiting the amount of work that you can get done. How does what you're talking about actually allow you to get more done? When I say more done, a whole lot evolves around prioritizing. Okay, there's a, there's a, system that I teach to get more done. And it's really critically important. First of all, the first step is you got to write everything down that has to get done. The famous to-do list. Most people do that. Then before you go any further, you go through the list and eliminate everything that could be taken off. That doesn't really belong there, but we, we put it there because we are our own worst critic and our own worst enemy. Then you look at what's on the list that could, could it be done by somebody else? And everything that can be done by somebody else has to be delegated. So first, you eliminate, and then things that delegate. And all of a sudden, your to-do list shrinks way down. And then you go into the actually actual prioritizing process. What are the eight tasks? The frogs, as Brian Tracy talks about in his book, Eat That Frog. What are the frogs? And there's not a culinary dish, okay? This is the thing that is the most difficult and challenging task that you have to get done that gives you the absolute most and best ROI for your business. And what most of us do, we dabble in all the other tasks that are easy and simple, okay? And that's how we keep busy. You know, that's why everybody's, oh, I'm so busy. I'm real busy. You know, sure, you might be busy, but you work on the wrong things. 
And there's other methods of prioritizing the 80-20 rule, et cetera, et cetera, you know, but this is one that Brian Tracy teaches and I embrace and I share with my clients. So once you have identified the frogs, all of a sudden, your list is really much, much shorter. And then those are the ones you then block time for on your calendar, make sure they get done. Yes, there are other tasks that be nice, you know, the tadpoles, you know, they'd be nice to get done, but they're not as critically important as the frogs. That's the distinction. You know, once we start working on the critically important tasks and not dabble in the easy and simple tasks and look for ways for everything that can be done by somebody else, delegate that out. To illustrate this with a, with a story, you know, a dentist came to me because his wife was upset with him for bringing work home. They had a, a new child, well, about two years old. And he kept, kept coming home with a briefcase full of work. Now you would think, how is a dentist possibly bringing work home? You know, But what he was doing, he was doing his uh, other people's work. He was micromanaging. And so at the end, after he'd done his work as a dentist, he came home to do all kinds of paperwork, billing and you know, all the paperwork that he it entails in a, to run an office in a business. And so his wife said, hey, you didn't get into a dental school and start your own practice to do this. You know, I want you home and I want you present for me and for my for our child. And so either fix this or I'm out of here. I mean, that was really, that's where he finally came to me. And so we started working together on addressing that. It took him quite some time. He was uncomfortable letting go. He was a micromanager. And I said, listen, you got trained to fix teeth. You paid a lot of money to become a dentist. So that's the one and only thing you do. Everything else is taken care of by your other staff that you have. So after a while, he was able to let go. Took a while. But in the process, he was able to add about 20 new patients to his practice. And when he got home, there was no briefcase with him anymore. He was home. And once he opened that door and walked in, you know, he could sit down with the family for dinner and they had quality time with each other. It was a total win-win. I think that's wonderful. Two things come to mind, though. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Sure, sure. <laughs> First thing is it's all fine and dandy to delegate if you have someone to delegate to. What do you do if you're a solo operation and you don't have anyone else to do that work for you? Okay, so I'll give you another example. When I had my website done, I didn't do anything with it because I was afraid I could break it or do something wrong or whatever, right? And so it was stagnant, just sat there. So then a client of mine actually introduced me to her person who is maintaining her website, who has a, has a website maintenance program. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So now he is maintaining my website. He makes sure everything is done, you know, SEO optimized, is always up and running, you know, the whole nine, everything. I don't have to worry about a thing. And if I need something done, I just send them a quick email. Hey, can you upload this? Can you do that? No problem. That's one example. The other one is doing my own books. I'm not an accountant. I don't have a clue how to do that stuff. Well, who can I get to do the books for me? Well, look around and find somebody who can do that for you. Yes, if you don't have employees, then you have to outsource it or, you know, virtual assistants, uh, the, the gamut. It's it, the people out there. I'm an expert in one thing, coaching. 
Okay, I'm good at what I do. I help my clients get from where they want to, from where they are to where they want to go. But the other stuff, I have no clue. And for me, the dabble in that is a complete waste of my time. And you know, those are, can keep me busy, but it, it doesn't produce any results. Well, and that's the other question I was going to ask you just along the devil's advocate role. I think we all need the feeling of being busy. That's something that's internal. You know, we're, we're busy. We, we are productive. We are an active part of our society. Yet when it comes to busy versus really productive and doing the frogs, the things that we're supposed to, I think there's a fear there often. You know, and it comes down to my main job needs to be spreading what I'm doing, but also talking to potential clients, sharing with them what I can do to help them, giving advice, all of those kinds of things. I'll find everything under the sun to do so that I don't have to do that because I'm afraid of getting on the telephone and talking to people. You know, so you've got to work on and and train yourself on and get over this feeling of, yeah, I want to be busy, but I want to be busy doing the right things. Right. Yes. And and that's and that's where the, you know, the prioritizing comes in. You know, when you I'm talking with a client exactly about that, he one of his clients was just, you know, abusing his good nature and kept him from doing any business development that he had to do for his own client, for his own business because this client was sucking up all his time. And so that's what we talked about. Okay, you, you, you know, first talk about setting boundaries, but then blocking time for the things that you know that you have to get done, you know? So whatever that is, as a business owner, you know that. But at the end of the day, you wanna be able to say, you know, whether that's five o'clock, six o'clock or seven o'clock, whatever time it is, you, you shut down your equipment and you put up your feet and relax and you do something that's life-giving and recharging for your batteries. That's not really answering my question. I can understand the prioritizing and all of that, but it's getting over the fear of doing this really important thing that, that I'm talking about. You know, there's something, there, there's something more than just prioritizing what is the most important versus what can you give to somebody else to do. I know how important it is to make those phone calls. And I can put that on my priority list all I want, but it ain't going to get done because I'm afraid of doing it. Ooh. So. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, okay. Well, first of all, then one question you can ask is somebody else that could make those calls for you. That's one possibility. The other thing is to look at your fear. What's the fear? And where does the fear come from? I don't want him to say no. (laughs) Well, that's know what it is. (laughs) Okay. But then, you know, we are all in sales and, as a business owner and entrepreneur, we're all in sales. And if we're afraid of no's, well, then, you know, we may- <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble. You, you want to be in business because if you're in sales, you know, and we are as entrepreneurs, no's are part of the game. Yep. That's just the way it is. And we, we have to learn how to deal with the no's and we cannot take the no's personally. 
So that's part of a lot of it that has to do with the mindset. You know, we have to de develop a mindset, an abundance mindset, and not a scarcity mindset. You know, and so one of the things that I do every morning is I meditate for half hour on exactly that stuff to train my brain. So by the time I'm done meditating, then it's time for me to get my morning exercise out of the way. And then I'm ready to tackle the day. So it's training my mind to be on the same level as my head, so to speak. Because you're right, we live in a society that focuses on lack, scarcity, negativity, and all that kind of stuff. And that's toxic. And we have to make a concerted effort not to tie into that and not to buy into it and just you know, kind of swim against the stream, you know, abundance. And once we have developed the abundance mindset, then yes, and a no is disappointing. And I'm with you. I don't like no's, you know. <laughs> but we have to learn to accept them and move on from them. And quite sometimes a no doesn't mean no forever. It just may mean a no for now. And then we can leave the door open by saying, okay, I understand that time is not right. Maybe now, would, you, would it be okay for me to follow up with you in a couple of months? You know, and then they either say yes or no. And if they say no, well, then we're done, you know. Now, that's that's absolutely true. But I, I do believe, and I was just using me as an example. I think that a lot of people, you have to look further than just saying, this is my priority and I'll do this and give this to somebody else. I think there there's this underlying, even if you do understand the priority, you do still find everything under the sun to do to stay busy because you like the idea of being busy, but yet you don't get to the priorities because there's something that's holding you back. And, yes. I, and I think that's what a lot of people need to work on before they can actually create this priority list and, and delegate to other people. They have to figure out why they're not accomplishing what they know they need to get done. Yes, you're, ab you're absolutely right. And so one of my, you know, there's five components to my coaching methodology. And one is mastering your psychology, okay? And, and that is critically important. You're absolutely right. If we, if, if what's going on in here is keeping us from doing what we need to do, then it ain't going to happen. If we have a tape playing inside of us that's worn out and is sending the wrong message, that tape has to be changed. And the beauty is it can be changed. You know, this is, we're just dabbling into understanding the power of the mind, you know, the power of the subconscious mind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. You know. So believe it or not, our time is up already. This has just gone so quickly with so much wonderful information. Thank you so much, Christoph, for all the wonderful stuff you've given us today. Do you have something going on that you'd like to share before we leave? Well, actually, I have a podcast that people can subscribe to. You know, I know you were a guest on that. And I'm working on increasing the uh, subscriber list there. I have a book on Amazon. It's called From No Time to Free Time, Six Steps to Work-Life Balance for Business Owners. It's an ebook. Uh, you can learn more about me and find me on, on my website, balance6.biz. So 
That was my next question. So we're we're mind readers. That was my next question. That was I was just going to ask. How can someone reach out to you? So your email will be on the show notes. And any last thought before we say goodbye today? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Just one key thought: have a schedule for your day, block time for critically important tasks, and block time for self care. What a way to end the conversation. Thank you so much. To wrap things up, often after a podcast, people want to know more about some of the things we do at Business Success Unlimited. If you'd like to hop on a Zoom, my contact info is also in the show notes. And right now we're getting ready to kick off a new chapter of our mastermind program. What is it? It's a group of business owners who are all having similar issues running their business. It may be time management. It may be all sorts of other things, but they're looking for support, for guidance, accountability, a bit of training, and a lot of fun. If you want some more information on that, send me a message to nancy at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Please, guys, if you like these shows, let us know, follow us, subscribe, share us with your friends and colleagues, and let us know what kind of topics you would like to hear us talk about in the future. It's always good info. We have wonderful speakers like today's speaker who gave us tons of great information. So I hope you got a lot of notes. I hope you put them into effect. You get out there, you get to be productive, and you soar higher. Take care, y'all, and we will talk again soon.